0: to be talking about the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ who has been given to us, and we have a very special way of going through that story. The shepherd's Christmas story is what we're going to be talking about today, so I'm going to ask Megan to come back up, and she is going to help tell that story, and you guys, the boys and girls in the room, you're going to help also.
1: All right, my friends, if you got your prop bag at the door, hold it up, let me see. All right, I'm going to need your help to tell the Christmas story. So in that bag, you will see a cotton ball, right? A candy cane, a feather, a star sticker, some play money, and a gift bow. All right, so listen very carefully. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to hold up one of those things that represent part of our story. You got it? All right. So one dark night... A group of shepherds were out in the fields, keeping watch over their sheep. Can you hold up a cotton ball for our sheep? Great job. There was lots of buying, eating grass, and general woolly behavior. Finally, all the sheep were asleep. The shepherds huddled around their fire, telling stories or, or dozing, And suddenly there was a bright light and the shepherds screamed. They looked up and saw a huge angel. Can you guys hold out the feather for the angel? The angel said, hello there. I've got some good news for you. It's good news for the whole world. Today in Bethlehem, a savior has been born. He'll be easy to spot because he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. And sleeping in, yes, a manger. Then, much to the shepherds' continued terror, a whole army of angels showed up singing and praising God. When the angels finally left, the shepherds' heart rates returned to normal. They grabbed their shepherd staffs. Can you get your candy cane? Looks like a shepherd staff. And the shepherds ran to Bethlehem to find this baby. They found baby Jesus, just like the angel said, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. They were so excited, they told everyone they knew, and even the shepherds sounded crazy, and they probably smelled like sheep. People were amazed at what they said. A little while later, there were another group of men who saw something in the sky. Now, these guys didn't live in the fields. They didn't spend time with smelly animals, and they didn't stay up late sitting around fires. These were wise men. They wore rich robes. Can you guys hold up your money? They actually had servants to help them cook. They were very rich. These wise men. And these wise men, they studied the stars, and one night they saw a very special star. You guys have your stars? They saw a very special star, a star they knew to be the king of all kings star. They knew if they followed this star, it would lead them to a special newborn king. So they packed up their bags, their camels, their servants, and a few special gifts, and they began to follow that star. They followed the star until they arrived at the house where Jesus and his parents lived. And when they saw Jesus, they presented him with gifts. You have, you have your gift bow? they presented him with gifts these were big expensive gifts that that would be a special treasure in Jesus's family the wise men were so excited about Jesus they even bowed down and worshiped him now these two sets of men shepherds and wise men were as different as could be yet each of them was called by God to visit Jesus the shepherds were called by an angel the wise men by a star And no matter how they came to Jesus, how they smelled, or what gifts they brought, God wanted them there. Jesus is a gift for everyone for man, for woman, for boy, for girl, for rich or poor, old or young. Jesus was born for everyone. The end.
0: And thank you boys and girls for helping out. You did a great job with that. It helps make the story just a, a little bit more real. So here on this beautiful Christmas Eve, we are considering how Jesus is the best gift of all. And in the context that we're currently in, here in worship, celebrating Christmas, enjoying this moment, I think we're all theoretically, philosophically ready to concede that Jesus is the best gift. But then Realistically, you know, there's that new computer or that new iPhone or that awesome toy or the video game. I mean, that's kind of the best too, isn't it? So what is it that makes Jesus the best gift of all gifts? And I think to answer that, we need to look at the nature of Jesus' birth. Now in Luke 2, verses 11 through 12, the angel announces the gift of Jesus to the shepherds, and the angel says this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So, what do we have here? Well, we have God becoming a human being as a needy and helpless little newborn baby the only bed available for him is this feed trough for animals, animals. The political and the geoeconomic conditions, socioeconomic conditions of the day have forced this outcome. And the baby's parents are peasants who have no control whatsoever what happens to them. And the dirtiest, lowest, most unwanted elements of society, the shepherds, are about to come knocking at the door. If you consider the glorious God. If you consider how the glorious God of heaven and earth could have entered into this world, you have to look at what actually happened and say, what went wrong? I mean, there is nothing sweet or pleasant or happy or comfortable about any of this. This is a mess. But you see, Jesus intentionally entered all of the mess of the world. He wasn't born apart from it. He wasn't born separated from it. He was born right into the middle of it. The moment that Jesus became human, he was surrounded by brokenness and grief and the poverty and the pain and the evil of this world. And he didn't come into this world to dodge these things. He didn't come into the world to avoid these things. He came into the world to meet these things head on and to defeat them, which is what he did at the cross. Look, if there wasn't the messiness of this world, Jesus would not have been born. If there wasn't the crazy self-centeredness that sweeps our world, if there wasn't the fear and the anxiety, if there wasn't the sorrow and death, if there wasn't the injustice and racism and poverty, Jesus would not have been born. You know. Let me put it in another word. If you have messiness in your life, Jesus was born for you. If you have trouble and fears, Jesus was born for you. If you are heartbroken, Jesus was born for you. If you are confused and alone, Jesus was born for you. If you are afflicted and you don't know where to turn next, Jesus was born for you. You see, when we reorient our thinking, when we reorient our understanding of what Christmas actually means we begin to see how Jesus is the best gift. But here's the hard thing. Our culture actually does the opposite. Our culture has created a celebration of Christmas where it suspends all of the negative things. Any of the messiness of the world is is really not allowed right now. Christmas is a happy time. So if you're grieving, well, you need to check that at the door. If you're struggling or hurting, if you are in pain, if you're struggling to get from day to day, well, you have to set that on the shelf for just a little while. After all, Mm -hmm. Christmas is the hap-happiest. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And this is exactly why people who are grieving, who are hurting, who are lonely, dread this time of year. In our culture, Christmas wants to ignore these things. And it's easy to lose sight of the fact that the wonderful thing about Christmas is not the suspension of these things. It's the fact that Jesus enters into our grief, into our pain, into our emptiness with us. Jessica Roberts was a 25-year-old young mother when her husband was killed in Iraq. She wasn't a Christian And actually described herself as apathetic towards the idea of God. In the weeks following her loss, she was crushed by guilt or grief. One day she started fumbling through the pages of a Bible. She said she didn't even know how the Bible got into her house. And she started looking at the Psalms because a lot of the sympathy cards that she had received have passages from the Psalms quoted. And as she did this, she was surprised She was surprised to see the depth of the emotions of sorrow and emptiness that the psalmist expressed in some of those psalms. Recalling her experiences, Jessica wrote this, I didn't expect to see in Scripture that God didn't reject those that felt the powerful emotions associated with grief. Instead, these verses were showing me a God who moved toward the afflicted. I saw a God who carried hope to the hopeless. And my friends, this is the heart of Christmas. This is the gift that Christ is for the world. The greatest gift. A God who moves toward the afflicted. A God who brings hope to the hopeless. But here's our challenge. In order to see the gift of Jesus... In order to see how incredibly precious this gift is, first you have to see that you're afflicted. You have to see that you are sinful and broken. You have to see that that this has ruined your life with God. You have to see that it has ruined your life because it brings death. But so much of the world is not ready to accept this. Many people in our world do not see sin as really that big of a problem in their lives. And as a result, Jesus is an unwelcome gift. He's uncomfortable. It suggests that there's something wrong with me. It's like this. Imagine that you open a Christmas gift from a friend, and inside the gift is a bottle of mouthwash, and then there's a package of breath mints, and there's a toothbrush and toothpaste. What are you going to think about that gift? Or you open another gift, and inside are two books. And the title of the first is, How to Become a Better Person. And the title of the second book is, Learn to Be More Kind and Caring in 12 Steps. How's that going to fly? You see, in order to accept these as gifts, you would have to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Otherwise, they're just insulting. But for much of the world, Jesus is insulting. That's why in our culture, Jesus has been largely removed from Christmas. It suggests that there's something wrong. But if it took nothing less than the Son of God Himself to be born into human flesh and then to suffer and die on the cross in our place, if it took nothing less than God Himself doing this, then people, we must have been in pretty bad shape. And understanding this and knowing this is what transforms us to see that Jesus is the best gift of all. He is the gift who forgives us. He is the gift who restores our relationship to God. He's also the gift who keeps on giving. And let me give you an example. As many of you may know, I came down with a pretty nasty stomach illness a couple of weeks ago. And one of the symptoms was a lot of stomach pain. And I mean flat-out pain. It was severe enough that I could not sleep the first night I got sick. The -the over-the-counter Painkillers didn't even touch it. So I was awake for every single minute of that night, lying there in pain. And I prayed repeatedly for relief, which didn't come until the next day. But as I lay there that long, miserable night, I knew I had a gift. I knew that Christ was with me. I knew that he was present with his love and his care. I knew I wasn't alone that night. Jesus was there. Do you know how important and precious it was for me to know that? What a gift, in spite of everything else. And my friends, it doesn't matter what you're going through, the ups or the downs. The gift of Christmas is that Jesus is there for you he is with you always he is the god who moves toward the afflicted he is the god who comes to us and abides with us with love and with peace and with hope honestly what an amazing gift the best gift of all let's pray Gracious Heavenly Father, we offer you our praise and thanks for this incredible gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who has come to us. Lord, we were such broken people, such broken and sinful people because of what we had done to your creation, what we had done to ourselves when we fell into sin. Lord, we needed a Savior, but we didn't even know it. We didn't really even want it, and yet you sent your Son to us anyway. And now, Lord, by your Spirit, you have opened our hearts and eyes to see this incredible gift, the best gift of all, a God who comes towards us in our struggles, who comes towards us in our afflictions, who embraces us and holds us. We thank you for that, Lord. Continue to be with us in this Christmas time. Let us celebrate the birth of our Savior who has come into this world, who has moved towards us into this world to do for us what we could not do, and that is pay the price of our sins so that we could be with you forever. We thank you for the precious gift of our Savior Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.